Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. I am your host, David Rethemeyer, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Abraham Chen. Abe, this week's episode of Unbound Pursuits is going to be an interesting one because uh, I actually get to sit back and enjoy your hosting abilities because uh, they actually need some, needed someone else to be on the episode, Abe. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. So uh, this time, David, you were part of the conversation with our marketers. Today, we're talking about marketing and all the ins and outs. This is an episode, if you listening as a student are interested in the field of marketing, or you're thinking about ways to approach marketing for your own brand, something that you're doing, or you're just curious about what people say when they, or what people do when they say marketing. This is the episode for you. We have David, Jace, and the OG Peyton Sadler himself. Hope you guys really enjoy this conversation. Hello, guys. Welcome back on to Unbound Pursuits. This is a special episode because we are uh, talking with both OGs and our own people. So we're going to uh, straight up start off with introductions. Peyton. Longtime friends, longtime friend of Unbound. Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your involvement with Unbound. And tell us a little bit about your experience with marketing. Sure. So uh, I guess where do you start introducing yourself? Uh, 23, graduated with a bachelor's in mass communications, focused on PR uh, about a year ago. I was with Unbound for a year. Used those credits and transferred to the uh, the uh, brick and mortars, so uh, brick and mortar school. But uh, during that time, was part of Apex Gap, all that kind of stuff. And uh, fun fact, I'm actually the person. Do we still talk about Steve the Ghost? Like, is that still a thing? Because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually the one who named Steve the Ghost. So that's uh, my one little claim to fame in Unbound. So yeah, um, as far as marketing goes. I've worked with nonprofits. I've worked with uh, colleges, like with their uh, athletic departments, covering live games and then distributing those. Um, yeah, um, right now I'm actually working with uh, a friend of mine and starting a third-party uh, digital marketing company as well. So specializing in uh, website design, branding, uh, social media coverage, content production, whole nine yards, and so. But yeah, that's that's pretty much where I am right now as far as uh, marketing unbound and. Yes, sir. Hey, just the fact that you named Steve. Yes, that is the most important claim to fame there is right there. there it is. <laughs> Welcome back, brother. It's good to have you on the show. Finally. It's good to be here. It's really good to be here. All right. So Jace, um, you guys know Jace from our Unbound Talks episodes. Uh, but Jace is our uh, director with marketing. And uh, well, Jace, I'll, I'll let you do your own introduction. Tell us, um, people have heard a lot from you and from the blog and from events um, as one of our great leaders. Appreciate all that you do. Tell us about your involvement specifically with marketing and what you do with Unbound. Yeah. Um, so when Unbound kind of launched as its own special thing back in 2020 um, during the, the relaunch, I was helping Ben Billups, who was the marketing guy at the time, with uh, the blog and working with him on that, writing a lot of content for Unbound. And then over the next, I don't know, eight, nine months or so, whatever it was, um, 
just kind of slowly grew more and more into um, some other things, some email marketing, some um, writing some eBooks and PDF downloads and whatnot. And then eventually kind of joined Unbound in a full-time capacity in June, 2021, doing a lot of that stuff. So working on the website and just kind of general marketing stuff, a lot of copywriting, a lot of website, email, marketing, whole, all that kind of stuff. So very glad uh, for the opportunity and um, for all the things that I've learned in the year or so, a little over a year that I've been doing it full time. I'm excited to see how this is a bit of a behind the scenes look as well uh, to <laughs> the marketing. A lot of what you guys are, are seeing or listening to uh, as students or as friends of Unbound. Last, definitely not least, we have the hot voice himself, David Rethemeyer. Uh, you, <laughs> you are our director of IT and a million other roles besides being the hottest voice out there right now. But tell us about what you do with marketing. Oh boy, <laughs> I, I don't know how to uh, adequately follow up that introduction. Uh, but uh, yeah, so also he's words of wisdom guy. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that is what the current generation of students knows me as is the words of wisdom guy, uh, which honestly, I'm fairly okay with. But uh, as far as my uh, formal experience, uh, I'll give you the short condensed version is that uh, I graduated uh, with my bachelor's in business in uh, the spring of 2019 and then immediately went in and, uh, got my MBA, uh, through a brick and mortar school from 2019 to 2020. Uh, and from that, uh, I've done quite a bit of consulting work with a lot of small to medium sized businesses doing a lot of just general, uh, digital marketing things, websites, branding, social media, things like that. And for Unbound, uh, aside from just working on all things podcast here, uh, I do all of our paid advertising. And so any sort of ads that you see come up for Unbound on Google, Facebook, Instagram, all those things, uh, that is me that uh, administrates those. Uh, and I also do a lot of the back end stuff as far as marketing. So figuring out how many people click on certain buttons on the website and then how many of those people end up filling out a form on the next page and things like that. So a lot of the uh, in-depth analytics things, uh, aside from just helping with uh, odds and ends that uh, Jason Ellie might need a hand with, such as uh, web design and uh, uh, SMS marketing and a whole bunch of other fun stuff that I enjoy getting to do. Yes, sir. So <laughs> with all that and all the people here, let's jump into the philosophical slightly or at least definitions. All right. Uh, marketing is a term that is thrown around so much these days. So either you know it or you don't know what it means. You just hear it a lot or you straight up, you're like, you're not involved and you're like, what does marketing mean? So Peyton, for you, from your perspective, can you define for us marketing um, and what that means for you? Hold up, I'm over here trying to pull up the Webster's Dictionary. Just uh, <laughs> cheating over here. Yeah. No, but the definition um, for me, uh, let me just take Webster here. I, Webster speaks for me. Yes. Marketing yes. minds right here again. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I got through my degree right there. Repackaging. Now, um, yes, repackaging, um, which is all public relations is anyway. Um, <laughs> so marketing for me is really taking an institution or an individual and setting up their brand, their public identity, and connecting that um, with the audience they want to reach. It's really saying, who are you? 
what are you, who do you want to reach, and here are the steps we're going to take to reach them. Um, and that can have a lot of different results. Uh, marketing is, you know, it can be for profit or it can be for exposure or anything in the middle. Um, but that's really what it comes down to for me. Mm-hmm. Totally. Jace, you work very closely with our director of marketing and sales, Ellie. And so uh, from your perspective, help those listening kind of differentiate marketing and sales a little bit. Because that's another thing, as I was doing research for this, where people get confused a lot. So yeah. talk to us about that. Yeah, so that's a good question, Abe. I think a lot of times people kind of combine sales and marketing in their minds, and they are very similar, and there's a lot of things that are related. But I think the main differentiation that I would make is where you are in the process of um, selling something. So for example, us at Unbound, we sell programs like Ascend or Equip. We sell courses like Navigate. And so our goal in the sales and marketing departments is to um, make revenue and 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 get people to um, become customers. And that's kind of the main goal of any sales and marketing department. But I think the sales department is primarily interested in um, is in selling the right product to the right customer. And I think the marketing department or team or whatever, their goal is to educate the prospective customers about either the programs or courses or products that the company is selling or just about different um, topics or subjects within that realm. So I guess I would think of, of sales as more selling and um, you know, creating new customers and marketing is more of an education aspect or focus where you're educating your audience or your general, the general population on a certain topic or subject. And so you see this a lot of times, like if somebody's selling software, right? Well, the marketing team is the one that's going to be, you know, writing blog posts about um, how to use this software to do X, Y, Z, whatever you're trying to do, right? They're the ones that are going to be trying to put up an article or a video on Google or YouTube, right? To catch people's attention and educate them on how the product can serve them. And then it's the sales team's goal to actually work out how does that product fit in with that person's needs? And then what do we have to do to kind of connect them with it? So that's kind of how I think of it. I like Peyton's definition, um, just in the sense of you're, you're educating the general population or a specific audience about like he said, an individual or a company or products that you offer or whatever. And so I, I think marketing is more of an education aspect and then sales is, is a little bit more um, direct with customers. You know, you're figuring out what what's going to work for them. And, and so like continuing that thought uh, of education, that's actually such a, a cool way to put it. Um, so I really appreciate that. Well, let's just start jumping into the fun stuff and, and start the discussion um, I mean, like David, let's start with you. What have been some of the brands that you feel like have done this super well that you've learned from, right? We all, we've all had our education sort of in that and we've being unbound, we've, uh, done our project based stuff. We started doing stuff. Um, but was there any brands that you kind of drew inspiration from? Yeah. So I think uh, to answer this question, I'm going to go back a little bit and answer your previous question and to lead into that, if that's okay. So I think there is a big difference in between uh, what 
people perceive marketing to be versus what marketing should be. Because unfortunately, as there are many, many, many examples of companies who have multi tens of thousands of dollars, uh, even tens of millions of dollars worth of marketing budget that unfortunately do marketing very poorly. And so what, what we often see from that is just they see marketing as just getting as many eyes and just building as much just general awareness of them and of their products, of what they're offering, of whatever message they're trying to put out there as possible. And just basically a lot of the time it can be driven by metrics. How many people saw this thing? How many people clicked this link? How many people uh, left a comment or whatever that might be? And that's that tends to be what a lot of people think of when marketing is brought up. The most helpful way that I have found to think of what marketing should be is that marketing should be the start of a relationship between whoever is doing the marketing and whoever they are trying to reach is that ultimately a company should be desiring to bring value to whatever customer you're trying to reach. Using the Unbound example, ultimately, we're trying to bring value by, for example, at the very top end, we want to, say, uh, provide uh, like resources like the blog or helpful things like uh, the Be Unbound YouTube channel and things like that. We want to be able to share that with people because we think it is genuinely valuable, not necessarily just to drive up our metrics. And so that ultimately the goal of those things is to start a relationship. So once people see those things, once they have gained value from them, then hopefully they want to come back and see more of what we have to offer because there's been an element of trust that has uh, started thanks to that's the start of that relationship. And then that can continue, hopefully, into them eventually, uh, hopefully purchasing something from us. Ultimately, we're still trying to make money out here. But that's that's the whole goal is to have a relationship between the company and the customer and marketing is at the forefront of starting and facilitating that relationship. So to answer the question that you were actually trying to get me to answer as uh, <laughs> as as far as brands that have done that particularly well, uh, I think in my experience, actually, uh, some of the best marketing, I will argue, is done by customer service, actually, because a lot of the time uh, that is where you end up testing the relationship that you have with an organization is that you there may or may not be a whole lot of investment in uh, whatever thing that you might be buying. For example, you might have uh, an internet service provider just because they're the only one that is in the area. I have personal experience with this. And so you know, there are a lot of decisions. There's not a whole lot of emotional investment in. Of course, a lot of companies would like for you to have a lot of emotional investment in some of those things, but not. It's not always the case that you do. It's when something goes wrong that things are really tested. Peyton, I think you'll be able to touch on this point a little bit with your experience in public relations. So once once that relationship gets tested with something going wrong, I think that's when I can remember uh, things. Things, basically good or bad experiences. Uh, I, I know that there's statistics of, I think it's uh, on average, people will tell one other person if they 
like had an okay experience with customer service, they'll tell two people if they had a bad experience, but they'll tell 10 people if they had a great experience. I, I might have flipped around a couple of those numbers, but in general, that can be a, like a big make, make or break thing. So like a couple of companies that I'll throw out there that uh, I've had really good experiences with uh, that are on the larger side where it's impressive to have this. Uh, Logitech has done this extremely well. Uh, I think their their overall branding is also quite good as far as just making sure that everything is cohesive and you kind of know when you see things communicated online that that's them and their customer support has been a very very good experience so there's one i'll throw that out there um, i'll actually get Peyton a chance to talk here yeah no i was actually really interested on the customer service part and that's more uh customer to consumer front is that kind of what you're getting at there so yeah okay and that that's really interesting to me i mean i think there's two sides of that one like i i 100 agree with that i've been in situations you know um say you're doing live covering of a game or something like that and you know all of a sudden everybody's getting really mad um that the team is losing because they're not doing good it's your job in the moment customer facing um to flip this you know it's you know hey you know there's this hope here or hey this is something funny that happened on the field or just anything that diverts and reaffirms the best image i do think on the customer support side it's interesting because customer support's not inherently a um marketing, not even sales, um, where they have control over what they're selling. Um, it's very much facilitated by the internal processes. And a lot of times if you have negative feedback to customer from, I mean, my, my day job, I actually work in insurance um, as a claims manager. So I'm talking to people every day that they can or they can't get, you know, insured for this or that. Um, and half the time, I mean, I can do as much as I can to represent the company I work for and be a good spokesperson for them. But when it comes down to, I don't have control of our processes or anything else. And that's actually something that's really hard with public relations is gaining the respect and the input into your company and say, hey, people see you like this, this has to change. That I think at one point is limited by the role of customer service, but can be optimized by uh, public relations managers and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So I really like that idea of, hey, let's go to the people in the trenches and see the feedback instead of just sending out surveys. Um, Jace, any any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on, um, you know, this process of what you think is a good uh, either, yeah, a good example of a brand that has built the relationship well, as you've mentioned, or yeah. Yeah, I think um, another aspect of marketing that's huge that really none of us um, mentioned, but I think was worth mentioning, is storytelling. Um, so, you know, at Unbound, we talk a lot about context and understanding that in our lives being a story and how we often think we like to make factual decisions, but most of the time, actually, um, in fact, we could say almost all the time, we are actually making decisions based on an emotional appeal to a story or something like that. And so a good marketer understands that. And, um, you know, just looking back at like the, um, marketing from like the early 1900s, you know, it was very feature heavy, you know, like, Oh, if you buy this car, it's going to go this fast and all this kind of stuff. And now you look at a car commercial and it has hardly anything to do with the features of the car. It's all about, you know, the cool experience you're going to have if you buy that car, you know, you're going to go driving on mountains or you're going to, you know, whatever. That's, uh, you know, a, a pretty big, pretty big deal. Um, I think 
so so two brands that come to mind first of all with the storytelling aspect is apple you know love them or hate them they've really kind of captured that um they sell a feeling i mean they sell computers they sell tech um they sell that kind of stuff but they really felt sell the idea and the identity of being you know a cool apple user um and and they use that in their marketing and then going back to the whole education thing um Companies like HubSpot, and you see this a lot, I think, in um, like software companies and business to business. Um, software companies like HubSpot do a great job of educating and using that in their marketing. So like the HubSpot blog is full of very, very practical tips for marketing, full of very practical website or email or social media strategies or whatever. And so if you're looking up something like, hey, how do I, you know, what are the top 10 things I need to do? in my email marketing, they're probably going to be, you know, on one of the first options on Google. Um, and so they've really built a, a really strong brand on educating their target market on things that, you know, the target market has questions on, um, which they've done really well. So those are a couple that come to mind. Yeah. Let's actually uh, continue touching on that for a little bit um, with story. As you mentioned, uh, story is very big and unbound and how we look at yeah god's story and how that applies to the story that we receive from the lord uh but yeah that is just so fascinating i mean there's so many different uh approaches you've mentioned uh like design jace and all these things that reminded me of uh at the moment i'm in charlotte and uh i was at the airport standing there and it was dark i was waiting for my my lift but then thinking about how the just the the connection between marketing and design right i was looking at all these cars right <laughs> looking for my for my lift but i could like very specifically tell just from the silhouette uh what what car brand they were right and again this is coming from a kid who like really enjoyed like cars and whatnot and i'm just fascinated by design yes this is more from artistic design uh perspective but like you said jace uh, it's just so interesting that like there's luxury cars like that's literally like a whole subsection of cars that are are meant to sell this like luxury feeling right um, like this certain level of quality um, that is based around a story and, and if you really think about it so um, I just think it's fascinating to see how uh, story brand it comes from a story. It comes from, at least today, an understanding of how it is based on feeling. And eventually, yeah, you know, there's certain design, very uh, specifically selected cues. Let's just say, again, harping on the world of uh, automobiles, you say, okay, you see a Benz. And, okay, that's that design. You can recognize that. And uh, a Mercedes um, brings to mind certain things. I mean... I don't even, this is more like the culture. This leans into more cultural and almost even meme territory, but like Ben's drivers are like this, right? Mercedes drivers are this level of, uh, and so this all, I think, fascinating uh, combination all adds to the story, which again, in turn leads to marketing. And as marketers, it is uh, the role of marketers to shape that story. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta understand who your audience is and the kind of values that they value and what kind of story would appeal to them. Cause if you're trying to sell a Dodge Ram, you're, you know, you're going to tell a different story than if you're going to sell, you know, a Mercedes Benz or a BMW or whatever. Um, there's different people who have different values who are going to respond differently and 
buy those different options. So, you know, yeah, you're going to want to um, present maybe the BMW as more of a luxury option, but you wouldn't want to present a Dodge Ram as a luxury option. You would want to present it as a more durable, hit the road, get work done kind of option, because that's going to appeal to the values of the people that you're marketing to. I actually have a personal example of this. Um, so when I was working um, with Stella, which is a speech and debate league, homeschool speech and debate league, um, and I was hired on to do their social media. And the situation they had found themselves in was posting events, posting you know sponsors, posting stuff here and there, but not really having a vision. Um, and on top of that, they were marketing towards the people who um, I would say I would say this is probably safe to say they were marketing towards the parents, um, the ones who were wanting to have the financial decision, were once making signing up, you know, so that goes into fonts, color choices, you know, descriptions, all that kind of stuff. And um, so when I came in, it was one of those things of like, okay, so who is the target market? Yes, it is the parents, but on top of that. It's their kids and what their parents want their kids to be. So if you're in speech and debate, it's usually a professional. It's a very personal, like personable environment. Um, so it's taking, okay, how do we take the 14 year old who's, you know, doesn't have another pair of shorts besides basketball shorts, like doesn't have any other clothes. And how do we get him into a suit and looking like he could run a business meeting? How do, how does my child look like that? You know, and so from there, then you start structuring out your brand. Okay, so what you want is your child to look like this. So then you shift your own marketing and say, we are that. And if you join us, then you will become like that. That's when you start posting videos and photos of students who have achieved that level of success. And that's when your color palette changed instead of red and yellow, which are, you know, food industry um true story you shift more to like blue and silver and those kind of things which are more you know white collar work blue professional comforting all that kind of stuff and so when you find what your core demographic wants to be then you can start to shape your brand around that um and it can go the other way as well i mean there's brands like uh, what is that liquid death where their whole thing is we are this and so you should become mm. like this too Mm -hmm. These guys are selling I was literally gonna mention cans that. of water. Yes. Yeah. So yes. It's, <laughs> it's the reverse instead of studying the desires, it's creating a desire where people are like signing death contracts to drink water. It's really weird stuff, but it's it's marketing genius. So yeah, Let, let's talk about that. Uh, and again, this kind of goes into the question of favorite brands, but like there is liquid death. I was literally just thinking about that because I just had my first liquid death like a few weeks ago. It's actually good. It's like actually really good sparkling water. Um, there's companies like uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, which their whole brand and their story is like, it's just fascinating. And they've certainly um, done such a great job with this where one, they have uh, the very serious like marketing and storytelling aspect where they talk about the veterans and they talk about stories for uh, from a lot of these veterans and heroes and what they've done and then of course what they're more known for on the internet is they're more like over the top insane fun kind of marketing and how that um comes together as part of their brand you know um i'm thinking even of uh 
just like there are the, the big companies that are like, again, Apple and your tech companies. Again, it, it's understanding your audience. But then I think there's a fascination with companies that are liquid death, for example, almost like trolls. They just like go all out to get attention in a certain way. Um, I would say this almost applies in a different way to uh, even just the way social media works. And I mean, that's a whole other discussion, right? But like the marketing on that, um, I was watching, I've always been a big follower of Casey Neistat. I don't know if you, any of the listeners uh, watch him and how, for example, um, at, at the time of this uh, recording and this episode coming out, Casey Neistat is back in New York City and his vlogs recently of that and just how the the vibe and brand of New York City, the story of New York City is so intertwined with him and how that comes together. That is fascinating. Hey everyone, David here again, just by myself this time, uh, interrupting a conversation about marketing to do some marketing. We wanted to let you guys know about a really cool event that we have coming up. Uh, it is Unbound's What's Next Launch with Confidence event. It is a three-week online event where we are going to be talking about some practical ideas, some uh, true stories, and some helpful models for transitioning from young adulthood, from high school years into full-on adulthood. So if you are a parent of a high school student or a high school student alike, then you will definitely want to check this out. So make sure to visit beunbound.us slash launch. That is beunbound.us slash launch. The link to that is also in the description down below. The event will be starting on October 3rd. So make sure that you guys jump in on that as soon as you can. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, tell us a little bit more like with uh, your roles in marketing, what you've experienced, and Peyton, how you got started with uh, marketing for all these different uh, organizations, for example. Yeah, how did you guys get into this field? And what would you say to someone who is exploring uh, how they can learn more about marketing? Yeah, so I got into marketing. Um, I think it was one of those things where I was just trying to pick my degree and what it would be. I liked communications because communicating sounds cool. And then it's just like I took I took public relations and I enjoyed that. And so it kind of just stuck from there. As far as working in industry, um, it's a little weird because my experience has been primarily part time up until this point. Um, working after school, after work hours. Um, and that is one of the cool things about uh, social media work in specific, if you want to narrow it down to marketing, is if you have one client, you can spend anywhere from five to 10 hours with them a week. Um, and you could probably spend less with them if you know how to properly distribute work. I mean, say you don't want to go take the photos, you pay somebody to go take photo video, you sit back at it and schedule it all out and, and be the man in the chair per se. Um, and that's what's really exciting to me about the industry. Um, like right now, I'm working a full-time job and developing a, a situation where, you know, we've got several clients that we're working with right now, um, primarily with website development and wanting to shift that over into social media and have a couple social media as well. And I'd say we probably put 20 hours into it a week um, and that. And so between two people 
And so it's very scalable and it's something you can do inside and out of work. Plus, I really like the interpersonal relationships. I like working with one person, figuring out what they're about and then kind of saying, OK, how can we share that? That vision casting, um, I, if I haven't made it obvious, I'm really big on branding. That's really what I enjoy. I can do some content production. I can do some, you know, I enjoy strategy. But um, if you like getting to know somebody in a one on one manner, Branding is that, but in a professional environment. So like understand what makes people tick and, and what will help them in life. So it's, a, it's an interesting industry to crack into overall because there's several different ways you can go about it. I mean, you can be with a third party um, that consults and works with uh, companies. You can work internally with the company um, like Jace is doing, for instance, or you can freelance. Um, and each one of them comes with their own struggles to get in and um, sustain all at the same time. But it's a good industry for everybody by looking for part-time to full scale, in my opinion. Um, David, how about for you? Again, you are more of the freelance world. And so um, that I would love to hear more about that, that aspect. Yeah, I would definitely say my my starting point. I think uh, I think quite a few uh, people who are in marketing now probably share at least some portion of what my, I experienced was that uh, through my college years, I was working uh, part time at a local restaurant, and I was just like helping out there as much as I could, and like I kind of got to know the owner, and he knew that I was doing business classes. I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do just yet, but he knew that I was doing college classes online. And so got to a point where uh, some things shifted around in the management structure and the people who had been doing a lot of like the uh, social media and the online marketing and technology side of things uh, weren't able to do that anymore. And he asked me, hey, do you know how to do any of this stuff? Like, do you know how to do like Facebook? And I said, um, I took uh, a course in just like so marketing slash social media, but I'm sure as heck willing to give it a shot. And he was gracious enough to say, you know what, I, I'm, able to, I'm willing to trust you and uh, let you kind of figure this out and we can figure it out together. And uh, that's how I got a lot of my initial marketing experience is that I was just had an environment where I was able to just try a bunch of different things and learn from the ground up or social media. I look back on some of the things that I posted, I posted on the company account when we first started out and who oh boy, it was not good. Uh, I, I did not know uh, what uh, composition was in photos and uh, I had no concept of making sure to use consistent branding throughout all of the, your different posts and things like that. So it was kind of all over the place, but I learned. I learned and especially like in that case, yeah, yeah. In that case, I didn't really have anyone else who was teaching me other than just occasionally looking stuff up online. But my encouragement to just about anybody who's looking to get into marketing is to find some sort of environment like that, hopefully with somebody else who is already kind of doing it. And just like ask, especially if they know that like you're young and you're interested in trying stuff out. And especially if you're willing to do it for 
probably a relatively low compensation, if any, at the time, but just say, hey, I'm just wanting to learn this. Can you at least explain to me what you're doing or like potentially let me try making like some social media posts, try like uh, working with the website a little bit and just at least learn a little bit of what you guys are doing. And Especially in smaller local businesses, a lot of the time they're going to be so strapped for people who are doing those things that they're going to be more than happy to just have another set of hands who are willing to do that. It's uh, it's kind of fun right now. I actually that same restaurant is still a client of mine and uh, the owner has one of the employees that is wanting to get into marketing that I'm actually in the process of showing the ropes of a bunch of the marketing stuff that I learned by trial and error. And now I get to show her a bunch of this stuff and i actually get to tell her hey maybe don't make the text take up the entire top half of the image you know that type of thing and uh it still is uh, a lot of fun just learning by doing jace any thoughts i think sometimes we think of like okay if i could get like a, a job working at one of these big companies like you know a big marketing job um, like I think of like in the software field, we have like the Facebook, Apple, Amazon, kind of these big companies. And like, if you can get a job there, you're like, well, on your way to a really great career. Um, I think actually the exact opposite is true. I think it's better to start at a really, really small company, like David said, where you can learn a lot because you are trusted with a lot. Um, so I started my first marketing job was with a small church website design company. Um, so shout out to Daniel and Doug and, um, they were my, my bosses there, um, had a great time with them, learned a lot from them. And, um, there was such a small company that I started out writing the blog posts for them every week, just writing it was part-time writing blog posts, writing some email copy for them. Um, but in a small company like that, there's so much to do, like David said, and there's so few people to do it that sometimes they pull you in and go, hey, I know you're writing the blog, but can you help us out with this? And hey, can I add you on this project and whatnot? And so over the next 10 months, I not only wrote the blog, I also um, worked on the email uh, list. I worked on um, you know, creating uh, ebook and, and marketing that. And so doing some lead generation, worked on website development and website design, worked on Google ads, um, and, and running those and optimizing that. And so got a lot of experience in a lot of different areas outside of just the blog. And so I was able to take that. And then my next job, once again, taking, you know, kind of learning a whole new system. Um, and that's one thing that you'll have to kind of keep in mind as in, in marketing is if you keep kind of hopping to different jobs, you're going to have to learn a lot of different systems because every company has their own uh, system. There's a lot of them out there. Um, and so, yeah, the next job I had learned a lot of coding, um, because we were using a really old, um, website system that was, uh, required coding. Um, and so learned that learned more social media stuff, did a lot more social media stuff there. Um, and so, yeah, you can just kind of see my training kind of growing with each, um, position I took and learning something new from each of those. So I guess my biggest um, encouragement to anyone who's looking to to enter marketing as a career would be, first of all, just start doing it. Um, you know, there's a lot of book knowledge out there that's probably not going to help you a lot. 
I think marketing is one of those those industries that really just requires you to get out there and learn it by doing it um, more than a lot of other industries. I know we say that a lot at Unbound with project-based education, but it really is especially true for marketing because, um, you know, that's why we use the marketing example so much when we talk about project-based education is because it changes every few months. There's always something new. There's always something that's being disrupted. Um, and what, what was a great way to, you know, do marketing a year or two years ago is, you know, terrible now. So there's always constant change and it's a great challenge to kind of keep up with all that. So I would say, just do it, get involved, um, try to find, um, a small team that you can work on. That's going to, um, do two things going to give you a lot of personal and personal connection with people who um, can train you and mentor you. And then second of all, it's going to give you a lot more responsibility and, um, and opportunities to learn. Yeah. And personally, I I'd just jump back in here and just point out, like, I think I would love to hear from uh, each of the rest of you guys on this, but for some like super, super practical things that are just like some of the best skills that you can learn if you're like getting in on the ground level and you're not sure like well, well do i learn how to do like google ads or facebook ads or whatnot i i would say like some baseline skills that you're almost going to learn use universally like even regardless of what role you get into in marketing or even in other jobs would be uh, the skill of like copywriting, which is different than academic paper writing. It is very different. Uh, and you have to have a lot of a different mindset on that. And it's just also a generally useful skill to have. Um, being able to work with uh, just, I think, just general design skills, but uh, specifically like graphic design and website design, being able to put together like what is going to look good visually, what's going to look attractive, but what is also going to be clear and get people the information that they're needing uh and then i would say uh photos and video uh like learning some photography and videography skills uh, in marketing uh, regardless of whether you go more into like the media slash production side of things or not is also really really helpful and is very easily transferable too yeah thanks for mentioning that uh david i would bold underline italicize all caps copywriting because that is going to be used no matter what you do, if it's email, if it's social media, if it's website, if it's Google ads, if it's Facebook, whatever it is, you're going to be writing. Um, and very, very true, David. Copywriting is not like normal writing. It's not like, oh, I'm, you know, I write great papers, so I'll be a great copywriter. Copywriting, um, especially in our day right now, where people don't have the attention to read lots of words is really about communicating your message in as few words as possible and in doing so in such a way that it compels the person reading it. 100%. Um, Peyton, we want to hear from you. What are some of the things that you feel like, you know, we talk about these different aspects of marketing a lot, story brand, blah, blah. Um, but what are things that, you feel like have, have not been talked about enough in the practical sense. What do you wish you knew more um, about like the, you know, boots on the ground type stuff that you knew before? 
you know? Boots on the ground. I think there's two different things. One, connections. I mean, you talk about it with any sort of job. It's really a stereotype, but at this point, it's it's real. You make one contact and they have another and they have another. And that's both for assembling a team. I mean, I've got contacts all across the country. I mean, through Unbound and otherwise, that if I need a photo, video session done, I've got it, you know, and that really expands your reach of the kind of companies you can work with. On top of that, if you start working with one company, they're going to talk to somebody else who's going to talk to somebody else. You can get that cross-platform, um, um, you know, just involvement. And so, and then for the other thing, I would say adaptability is huge. I love the point on copywriting. I love the point on learn Photoshop. Um, not to where you need to be like crazy on Photoshop, but enough to where you can look at somebody and say, this is what I need you to do. Learn just a little bit of theory. I mean, like some book, some books are good. Like you're going to get some good strategies. One I can recommend is uh, Content Incorporated. That's one I'm working through right now. Um, but also book theory when it comes down to like how, like rule of thirds, all these kind of visual elements that David was talking about that, um, you know, you will get an experience. Um, and sometimes you'll get an experience of just someone DMing you and saying that looks like crap. So, um, but... <laughs> It's happened to me. It's happened to me. So, um, and, and, but when you want to take those skills and you want to adapt them to any environment you're in a really weird, um, situation I was in. So in sports, um, Twitter space, now this is not TikTok, it's not Facebook. There's a lot of sports is centered in Twitter. Um, but what a lot of smaller, major brands, things like, you know, the Panthers or the Bay Bengals, like all these teams that don't matter, but still are big. They started shifting to where instead of showing highlights, I'm sorry, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can't really even judge. Um, about hey, the, pa- the Panthers matter to some of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we happy for you. Just had to drop anyway. this, this late to the podcast. Listen, oh my goodness. But yeah, anyways, you get these brands and I was about to compliment the Panthers. That's where it's coming from. You get to these brands where, you know, they're getting less interactions because they don't have that inherent, um, they may not have been around the league as long, or maybe this is going along and they don't have as much traction. What they started shifting to actually is just being absolute meme lords. And on Twitter, it works um, because you get those interactions, you get that involvement. The Los Angeles Chargers, they released their entire schedule as a full-on anime intro. Like, it's a real thing that happened. It was amazing. It was beautiful, references to One Piece, all that. Anyways, all that to say, when I was working in, in uh, you know, sports, I was working for a smaller team and I was able to take those same concepts and say, hey, I know Photoshop, let's do Elf on the Shelf, but with all of our coaches, you know, those kind of stuff that you can throw or in the middle of the game, you get a goofy picture of someone sitting down and that's when the Bernie meme was going around. So I had him sitting on a bench next to Bernie and, uh, um, you know, Forrest Gump. So it was a great time. So take those skills and whether it's copywriting, you know, your voice to one audience is not a voice to another audience, period. I mean, it, it really isn't. And that comes down to newsletters, that comes down to social media posts, comes down to platform. And then taking the skills that are transferable, like video uh, editing, photo editing, basic camera work, and learning how to use that in different scenarios. And, you know, same can be said about strategy if you want to get out of social media. But yeah, just learn to be adaptable. But no, I think that was such a, a huge point. And I love, again... This with marketing, it hits a bit closer 
to what I do with Unbound, just myself as uh, the media guy, because yes, it is so much about the branding and the story and how that all comes together. Of course, I focus more on the design, the artistic aspect, but it is so cool to see how there are all these different things that are um, adaptable, learning to be concise with copywriting, learning to understand uh, the design language and what connects with people on a really deeper emotional, psychological way. So that is truly something that is fascinating. Um, so yeah, hopefully um, this was encouraging for those of you listening who are thinking about marketing or even just thinking about ways to develop your brand, your own, um, you know, whether it's your network or different things, all these things. Um, if you've been a regular listener, you know we talk about. And um, hopefully, again, this is something that you can take to continue to work on your own personal brand. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was such a fun conversation. We are going to go offline and fight about uh, football teams and all that good stuff now. But <laughs> again, thank you so much for being on, especially for Jace and David being uh, with your busy Unbound schedules, taking time to be on the show today. Peyton, the OG, thank you for coming back on. It was such a fun time. And hopefully we will see you all around. Well, that was a very enjoyable conversation, Abe. It is always a pleasure to be able to just sit in on uh, your hosting and be able to just uh, have a fun conversation with some really cool uh, alumni who are doing some cool stuff. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and Abe, what do we have coming up next week? Yes, a quick reminder that we do have other shows on the Be Unbound podcast. Next week is an episode of Unbound Conversations, where we have guests come in and share their stories. We will be talking with Luke Zamperini. He is the son of Louis Zamperini, which you might know from the book or the movie Unbroken. Luke was able to share his father's story at Apex this year, and he comes on the podcast to share more about the curriculum based on Unbroken many of the other details that he was not able to share at Apex. You do not want to miss that episode. So once again, thank you all so much for joining us here on the Be Unbound podcast. If you want to learn more about any of the cool things that we do, make sure to visit our website, beunbound.us. And we hope to see you around again. And as always, be unbound.